Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. Ooh, Mr. Breedwell and I have got Good some... moaning. We've got some fire for you in the bellies today. We're ready to talk some freedom talk uh man we got a lot of stuff going on in the markets lots of fun we've got some uh, bitcoin updates real estate fed news i'm looking at a beautiful bottle of alpha omega mm. like ryan just comes into the studio with juice and just drops it off on my desk yeah Matt's, that's a great man's like that's like his friends come over you got a great seller but it's all just one bottle <laughs> yeah you know i'm picky <laughs> <laughs> hey you know, uh, I, I don't even try and, you know, now I don't even have to be a wine connoisseur because one of my best friends is. So, dude, it's fall, you, falling you, out I, of my ears sometimes. I got to give it away. Well, we've got uh, some exciting stuff to dig in with you guys today. If you're new to the show, welcome. We talk all things money on this particular episode of the podcast to help you on your wealth building journey. Money. Man, you know, it's been interesting. Um, I mean, we, we get a lot of people that, you know, um, text and call in and ask questions and, you know, want financial x-rays. But with the market not doing so well this year, people are going, I think I need a little guidance. I need a little yep. help. We've had a lot of financial x-rays. I've got a lot year. of calls. Um, and some of them are just, a lot of people have questions. I'm talking to a lot of listeners, just what's going on, this and that. Probably the main thing that most people are saying, and this is why I have a job is, oh, you know, I've taken losses. I moved everything to cash. Mm. And I'm just like, mm. why would you do that? Yeah, well, we had a listener message me on Instagram. He's, I know, I know. He's sitting on a yeah. million cash right now. Yeah, so whoever that is, I mean, dude. He does have a nice real estate portfolio, I will say that. He's got, you know, probably 6 or $7 million in real estate and maybe like $2 million in equity. He's got some other business, cash when flowing you, businesses. But you have, a, you have like your stock portfolio. 
Correct. If I may speak in general terms. Sure. It's it. ultra aggressive. Yeah. Let's go. But like, does that bother you when it cuts in half? No, because again, like if you're looking at just zoom out on the overall timeline and picture, you know, and if we were to look at kind of the charting of it, right? Like it all where I'm at, you know, right now versus where I was at three years ago versus where I'm going to be at in 30 years, I'm going to be way higher. Yeah. And there will be many times where my portfolio theoretically would have been cut in half. Yeah. And like, do you ever try to time the market in real estate or nah, the stock market? Can't. No. Are you just... It's it's as simple as, and I will speak directly to that listener. You have to stop being emotional with your money. Your money doesn't give a fuck about you. Let me just be real. Facts. It doesn't. When people start treating uh, money like a person, that's when you're you're. Um, and I'm not dissing on this person or anything, but that's when you're a rookie with your money. Money is like a hammer. Belongs in the damn garage, damn near. It's when a, it's well, time it, to be used, it's it a gets tool. used. It's a right. tool. Yeah. It doesn't do anything besides it's a tool. Now. To be fair, everything I've said, I said this a couple weeks ago on the podcast, money is not the most important thing, but everything that you love requires money. Mm-hmm. Minus for your wife, which, hey, she probably requires some money. <laughs> um, so y- you have to take a step back and say, how am I thinking about my money? And am I being, I'm being kind of abusive to my finances. I'm so afraid of, of losing money that I'm losing money because I'm not investing money. If you do not invest your money and you hold it in cash, you are losing money to pace of inflation right now, which is about 7%. So you have 93 cents on every dollar for every dollar sitting in your pocket every year. And every year you wait, it's more and more. And could you invest that 93 cents right now and it turned to 46 cents? 100%. But you'd be ignorant to think that it wouldn't go back up. Right. Those assets constantly in the stock market is something that's it's why it's for professional investors to, to navigate most of the time like myself, not retail investors like most of you guys. You have to be so emotionally sound and not emotionally present when you invest your money. And you have to have a process and you have to stick to that process no matter what. Said it before and I'll say it again. And welcome to the party, folks. It ain't hard to make money when the stock market goes up. All you guys have been doing it. I get people... I remember this one kid like last year or two at the end of 2020. And I like constantly think back to him because he fucking ripped my shit on the phone. dude. <laughs> he was telling me I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about and all this other stuff. And I, every single time that somebody does that, I have a software. I won't, I won't put that person's name, but I know who they are. And I have them on a portfolio tracker just so I can go back and sip my tea if you want to know what I do every morning. And I look <laughs> at those portfolios and they are, he's down like 74%. And I guarantee you, that crow does not taste as good as it would have about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's having the foresight to know that things aren't always good yeah. when they're good. Look at 2006 to 2007, the run-up in the real estate market. Everybody would have been a nace. Everybody who was a big baller in 2006 on the real estate, they, would get, they went away. And you know what I will say? There's a lot of people that are, were big ballers in the run-up in real estate for the past few uh, years. And I said this last year, it's going to be really funny when a recession hits and you guys go away. Let's fast forward. My Instagram feed is a lot lighter. I got a lot less people that I still follow that are posting stuff about doing the real estate stuff. All these gurus popped out of nowhere when the money's to be made. And then the second that there's any volatility or things get hard, they're gone. It's funny how that works, right? And it's hilarious. And the, and the craziest part is, I, we do this show. You'll listen to us now, me and Matt. Whoever you are, not speaking to our general listeners, but whoever you are listening to me today, 
and you'll agree with me now and disagree with me later because you agree with me now because you know I'm right. And then in the future, when I'm right again, you'll see other things and you'll be so distracted because you have no plan or process that you'll jump off your plan or process to the next best, best looking thing. And that's why you'll be poor. That's what I, uh, you know, it's funny. That's what I just released last Friday's episode. One of, one of those pieces that I noted was that exactly was that, you know, so when, when shit's good, and especially in the world that we're in right now, where there's so many distractions and so many things that you can go and make internet money on or go and do this or go and do that, people don't master one craft in their wealth building toolkit. Like they got a bunch of little tools and things that they can use, you know, but they don't know how to build shit with it. No. And that's where it's like that discipline and doing the unsexy stuff mm-hmm. is really what unlocks the sexy stuff. But, you know, especially in times of volatility, this is where people really get exposed. And so we're going to dig in a little bit on that more today. Um, and it kind of reminds me on, I was, you know, well, one, I want to talk about the Freedom Convoy real quick. Sure. What's going on up in the North? Canada. I absolutely love that's a real, to see. Yeah, it's a good example of what needs to happen in the United States because that's. If, I don't know what their political parties are up there. I know they're not Democrat Republican, but for lack of an example, I'm going to say that that's Democrats and Republicans both standing together, saying, "Look, enough is enough." Yeah, and the I think the only thing standing. I mean, Ottawa, us, dude, is a straight rager. Oh, right I know. Now. And the only thing standing between the happening in the United States and this is. The divisiveness that's constantly stoked by the media. And then the fact that both sides will not admit that they were wrong. Because the far right-leaning people were not right. And whoever voted for Joe Biden wasn't right. And so both people need to fall on their sword and come together for a common good. Because that's exactly what it needs is happening in Ottawa and, I, and Canada, period. And I think it's a wonderful thing. Peaceful protest to stand up to the government to tell them, look, just as a reminder, you work for us, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of countries now. A little domino starting to fall. Denmark, Ireland, the UK, you know, more and more countries that are completely, they're saying, okay, COVID is real. We have a responsibility to still be safe and healthy and respectful, but... We're not shutting down no more. No. Like we're, Didn't we're, the UK just recently come out and say that? Or was it Spain? Uh, Spain did Spain, as well. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, there, I mean, there's, there's That's four... A pre- Decent-sized countries right there, for sure. (laughs) And I think that, you know, it is great to see more and more, I don't want to say people waking up, but more and more people standing up for now, knowing what they know, going through enough of it, having their own personal experiences, taking in everything, you know, from the different conversations and reports and data. And that's, you know, that's funny, right? Like, it kind of reminds me of Joe Rogan was all over the news this week. Yep. Where, you know, Neil Young and I forget what her name was. Oh, it's like three nobodies. Like They're like in their 80s or 70s, yeah, basically saying, if you don't take Joe Rogan's, you know, podcast that's spreading dangerous misinformation off of Spotify, you can take my 2,000 downloads, you know, and shove it. Because uh, there's this ideology that anything that goes against mainstream narrative... You got to cancel it. And it's, it's, I've literally said, I, I was talking to somebody and I'm in like a forum and I forget where it was. And they were saying like something to the fact that 
they were agreeing that what, what, with what Neil Young was doing because you're not allowed. I, I was saying free speech, no matter if you like it or not, is free speech. You're not allowed to incite violence. Right. That, that's that's not okay. You're still allowed to say that. They can't. You, but you're going to get in charge in trouble for inciting violence. Sure. But having something on where people disagree, this is the this is the biggest problem with both sides of the street, and mainly it's the left. The words are viewed as violence. Yep. And they treat words like violence, and they, they completely overreact. And it's the it's the biggest, softest, most never going to do anything people in your whole entire world. So I would just tell people is when you are right, just stand your ground. These yeah. people aren't going to do anything. And, and when you're wrong, be humble enough to say, you Correct. know what? Like, and, Let's and talk about I it. I love the video that I watched it last night that Joe Rogan put out. It's on his Instagram. It's, you know, maybe I think eight minutes. And he said, look, you know, I have invited these people on. These aren't, you know, random kooks no. from, you know, out guy who in a van living down by MR, the river. Like yeah. these are highly credentialed individuals who may have a differing or, you know, um, a non-complying, you know, narrative to what mainstream media is pushing right now. But I like to ask questions. I like to look at it from all different perspectives. And, you know, these are individuals that have extremely good information that more and more people want to know about. And it's obvious why his show, you take the top, like CNN, you know, the Daily Show, you take the top 10, like, biggest shows out there combined, and Joe Rogan is still shitting on them. Yeah. So people are going to, to seek out that information because whether they agree with it or not, they want somebody that can give them something that feels yeah. unbiased. Yep. Right. And like, you know, I, I just, I think it's crazy that, you know, the left wants to continue to demonize people that don't fall in compliance with their narrative and how dangerous that is. And oh, yeah. he even said, you know, like, look, you know, what is misinformation and, and dangerous and divisive? Because I'm pretty sure that, you know, some of the things that were labeled as misinformation and false, now CNN is touting as fact six months later. I'm pretty sure that, you know, X, Y, and Z is now on the, you know, Newsweek and Time Magazine and New York Times headlines as fact. So what was not fact and dangerous six months ago all of a sudden now is truth. Like, yeah. so what, what that just tells me is like, people just need to be more discerning about the fact that what you believe to be true and factual could also change and, and to be open to that. Yeah. And be, and also know that like a lot of things are true to you from your perspective because of the way that you understand them. But right. like nobody is in your head. Nobody knows what you're thinking or, or what, have, what happened to you to influence you to think that way. That's why conversation is a powerful tool and being able to have a conversation is a good, good, good starting ground. So here, um, I saw this and I, I figured this would be a great way to kind of kick off the show. The 10 Cannots. Um, this is by, uh, this was published in a pamphlet in 1916. I think it still rings true today. And, you know, these are some guiding principles. Uh, written by William J. H. Boatker. Number one, you cannot help the poor by destroying the rich. 
That's true. Like I, I saw this the other day, you know, billionaires risk and lose millions of dollars to become billionaires. Millionaires risk and lose thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to become millionaires. Broke people typically want to lose absolutely nothing, yet they want to become rich. That is a broken money mindset yep. of poor people. Yep. They're scared to lose. That's why everybody, if you listen but to they any, want to take, they want to win yeah. by taking away from everyone else. Yeah, that's why I listen to any guru. They'll just tell you, just take the first step. You don't got to be scared. That's all it is. It's just, just scared. Right. Number two, you cannot build character and courage by taking away people's initiative and independence. Man, that rings beyond true to me over the last two yeah. years. Yep. Number three, you cannot further the brotherhood of man by inciting class hatred. Racism. Number four, you cannot lift the wage earner up by pulling the wage payer down. True. You got to pay people more when the, when the goods cost more. Right. But just capitalism in general, right? Like you, you, Like taking away free market and the decisions of free market that like nobody wins in that that just leads to socialism correct yep you cannot bring about prosperity by discouraging thrift you cannot establish sound security on borrowed money you cannot keep out of trouble by spending more than you earn you cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong you cannot help people permanently by doing for them what they can and should do for themselves. Mm -hmm. You cannot help little men slash women by tearing down strong men slash women. Yeah. I love those. I thought it was great. That was all ring true to me. A couple of those, especially like, I mean, California, you can't help somebody by just continuing to let them do what they're going to do. It's just, you can't, you can't. Nothing changes if nothing changes is another way to say that one. Yep. Absolutely. So we're kicking the week off with uh, some very interesting market uh, activity. What are you guys seeing out there? And, you know, what's, well, what's going on right now? And what, what do we have to be paying attention to as to what's on the horizon? Uh, so last week did a lot of trading for a lot of clients that I have that are like in more, they're, they're our retirees. So people, we more actively manage their accounts to avoid large losses. So for a lot of those people, even our, our folks that are growth focused in those types of models, we went away from risk-based assets. So we bought a lot of short-term fixed income assets, which are not highly favorable, but trade pretty fluid in a, in a market like this. And normally what you'll see is the yields on those will dive. And when yields on short-term bonds go up, their value goes up. We're not looking for yield. We're looking for appreciation. And we bought about 10% of our uh, portfolio we have in, in physical gold, not Ooh. like gold notes, like physical gold. Tell me more about that. Um, we just bought ounces of gold from Goldman Sachs. Why? It's a flight to safety asset. Okay. And there's been a ton of volatility in... So a lot of people, a lot of the volatility has been sell-offs and you'd, we've seen bonds yields going up. That's because money's going into them. Uh, when their yields go up, their prices go down. But, if, but on the flip, that's on long-term bonds. On the flip side of that, five-year and six, seven-year treasuries or less, their yields have been tanking because the, on the yield curve, 
longer debt should have a higher yield than lower debt. So when the yield on longer debt goes up, the yield on shorter end debt should go down a little bit. Mm. When yield goes down on bonds, the price goes up. So again, we're just looking for it to appreciate. So that's where we've put our money. And then we have some, uh, we still have some technology and then some value stock in there, but very selective on what we have been putting. And the main reason for holding physical gold is because it's actually a hedge on inflation because people actually buy gold when there's inflation. Right. <laughs> I, I, real saw, I saw this the other day in, uh, um, and I was curious on your thoughts. So store of value. Right, store of all, store of value is all based on, I guess, the time frame that you're looking to store the value, right? Or another way to say it is the duration. The duration. There you go. Yeah. Um, and you know, in terms of Bitcoin, which is a paper asset, paper asset. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, look have been making the argument that Bitcoin is a store of value. And if you zoom sure. out at the lowest price each year, this is a stat that I saw. So I wanted to get your take on it. Zoom out at the lowest price each year of Bitcoin. It's only been down one time in 2015, uh, since 2015. So like the store of value since 2015 is basically that's what they're making the argument, right? Is that yeah. it's only been down What one they're time. really saying there is if you bought the bottom of the market every single time, because you knew the bottom of the market every single time, you'd only be down 1%. Fuck out of here. People are so <laughs> dumb. So Bitcoin... The, the thing to that, that, that doesn't, there's about a 15% load on the purchases. So you lose 15% right up front. I mean, I, but I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that when you buy crypto. Yes. It ain't. What you, $1 that goes in, there isn't $1 that's getting deposited. It's about 15% load. And then you'll get down to around a 5% load when you start buying a ton. But you're losing 5% right up front. So that's just not wrong. You've been paid no yield. Uh, so you've lost to inflation when you're not being paid yield because you probably haven't realized your, any of your right, losses you're, or gains. You're, you're not D. And here's, here's what I will educate people on. Store of values, they exist. Some are on paper, some are real, like real estate, gold, physical stores of value. Physical stores of value will appreciate in a rising interest rate environment. Paper-based assets that have longer durations mm. will, will grade in a rising interest rate environment. Because Bitcoin has no duration, its duration is considered infinite. It could be one day, it could be 400 years. So therefore, it's highly sensitive to inflation. It's just been proven that it's clearly not a store of value. And it's, it's more and more so every day decoupling itself from the areas that it tracks. Um, main thing now that it does is when tech stocks go up, because they are considered right now highly speculative, it goes up. It's going to track the most speculative point of any time in the market. Maybe one day that's value stock. And when value stock goes up, maybe Bitcoin will go up. But it's a speculative asset. And it's just that. Just like you can buy spreads and puts and call options on soybeans, that would be a speculation. It's the same thing for Bitcoin. So I just, I, I, I'm sticking to my guns. I'll be waiting for you guys in my DMs on the next pop of uh, Bitcoin. but. For now, the clowns are quiet. It's pretty quiet. It's pretty quiet. I've been here every single week, though, saying the same thing consistently. And I'm right. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors 
who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Short sellers. <laughs> are up 114 billion this year with the winning bets Ooh. against Tesla and Netflix. What have you guys been seeing on the short selling side of the market? We don't normally short the market. We do sometimes, very rarely. Um cuz I'm a we're not I'm not That's more gambling and speculative as well. Right? Yeah, I've shorted I shorted the market in 2020 when I uh as a small we had like a 6% short position on the S&P during the uh, downfall and then that was obviously bleeding pretty hard when everything else was going up so we got out of that. We made some money but it started to not look so hot in like, you know, June, July when the market started to rebound. Yep. Um we just don't get into that. You really have to be you you have to either be long or short. You, it's a really hard to straddle and because, play both sides. Yeah, because then you're long on some stuff, and maybe you want to buy some more stuff that's long when it's down, but you can't because you have to. You, you have to make sure you have money to cover your short positions. So you have to be one or the other. More you make more money long term by being long. You make more money short term by being short. It's just really hard to be short. <clears throat> we don't do the type of research that would lend us to be effective at being short. We can tell when there's a, hey, is this a good time to pick up a short position? Yes. But there's literally like hedge funds. All they do is short and read like Citron. That was a big firm. And that's still all they do. They're, they pick up long positions like on minority positions, like 2% in this and 3 But they're a short firm. They try their... The sexy way to say it is now they're an activist investor, but they just short people. I don't, I'm not fans of being short. I think that a lot of the short sellers nowadays try to cause turmoil and, bur and board turnovers in order to cause volatility in the stock so they can make money. And a lot of it's not fruitful. So I don't think that that's a smart thing to do. And we can see that with GME. Um, an AMC stock last year when when they were completely yeah what you are saying is right but what you're what what you're what's happening is not what you're saying is not happening so mm -hmm. you, you're wrong um, you know so it's just the way it is flat earthers will go to their grave thinking the earth is flat so you just gotta let people be wrong when they're wrong that's real now how much volatility 
what's the duration of this volatility you guys are expecting? I mean, I know that's obviously a, a crystal ball. I question. would hope in the next two weeks it subsides because we, we've kind of bottomed out and a correction is completely normal in uh, a bull market like we're in. Um, I don't think we're going into recession or anything like that. I don't see any indicators. Um, this being like the worst January since 2016. It's not a great January, but I literally was saying for the past four months, January is going to be bad. I don't know how many times you remember yeah, me saying Janu- yeah. January is not going to be bad. January is not going to be good. January is not going to be good. January is not going to be good. So I'm not the weather man. I'm not as, I'm, but I'm, I've been saying January and it's historically not good. Right. People take profits. There's um, options, expiry dates, there's witchings. There's things that happen that are just completely out of our control. Um, you couple that with all the other crap that's out of our control right now, like Ukraine, Russia. Yeah, let's talk about that for a quick second. You know, obviously the whole Ukraine, Russia, I know, you know, there's been little whispers of the the Taiwan, China, but more so a lot of the spotlight and conversation and focus these last weeks have been around Russia moving troops towards Ukraine, you know, and I think the Ukrainian president, you know, basically said, Hey, this is not as bad as it looks. Like the way the West is handling this and talking about it, they're making it seem worse than it is. But obviously, the market is responding somewhat to it. How does this potential war, you know, if they go and invade, what do we do, you know, as the US? How does that tie into the financial markets? I think that we've said we're not sending troops, but I've heard that. I've heard that one before. Um, I don't know. We already have troops in Ukraine. Like, there's already, I think, somewhere around 1,300 troops in Ukraine. Um, I don't know. Boris Johnson's going there this week. So, there's a lot of countries putting their sole leader in that country to just to let Putin know, like, hey, if you do fuck around and do this, expect me to be present. Slapping some sanctions on you. And, uh, it, well, yeah, I, it's, we would do sanctions. It's different. When they don't have that leverage. Well, and it's, it's their back, that's on their back door. Yeah. If they don't do that, it's going to set precedent for them to do that to other countries. Yeah. They have to figure out a way to let, you know, Russia know, like, the borders that you have right now should eternally be your borders unless you go to war with somebody and you lose that war. And then it's, a, nobody's invading anybody. This is 2022. The world map is drawn. There's no more. Nobody's going to rule the world. People are going to rule each other independently like they have, and we have bodies like that. Um, I would think it's a very big mistake if Putin would do that. He doesn't think so, and I know... But look, it's the same fucking architects of the Soviet Union. Bunch of fucking idiots that think they know everything. They have no money. Their country's in in a terrible economic position. They're jamming every single dollar they have into their military to try to get it up to par with the other world's militaries. Right. They barely, I don't know if you guys remember when they invaded Georgia back in 2013, they barely beat Georgia. And when I mean barely, I mean capital B. <laughs> Georgia, like 800,000 people, they almost got, their, their military almost got smoked by a tiny little country. I don't really think that Russia is who people think they are. They do old school warfare. I have a lot of troops. That shit doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Troop count does not matter anymore. The type of warfare they're, they're involved in is boistering, puffing of the chest, talking in 
talking in one way and doing in another. And it's the typical of the, of the Chinese and, and Russians. I'm sorry if I have any Chinese and Russian people, but your fucking countries are crazy, man. Um, they just are. I mean, I'm not saying the United States is perfect, but we're a whole hell of a lot nicer. Uh, you're here for a reason. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, seriously. The, I just don't get the, uh, the, the, I don't like, Russia. And I, I don't like I don't like China. either of those governments. Yeah. And their governments. Yeah, I'm not I mean. saying the people no, the are, are all bad by any means, but you know, the the leadership, the policy. It's you super know. just abrasive for no reason. Yeah. There is no issue that needs to be going on right now in Ukraine. So how does this all tie back into if it if financial there's a, markets? If there's a war or something that goes on, I think um I think we'll have some short term volatility, but it's just it, US aerospace and defense is gonna fly. Because they're going to order U.S. weapons and we're going to give it to them. I mean, we're not Germany. We're not going to send them 5,000 helmets. Um, <laughs> but which is also a big, that was a big kind of uh, on Germany. But Germany supplies Russia with most of their gas. So you got to remember there, there's a lot of politics going on right now mm-hmm. over there. Um, I think Russia would, would up front do really well and then they would get sanctioned so hard by everybody and get cut off by so many people from the world it would be like it would be their last hurrah i don't we would never see putin again um and honestly you know the guy needs to go away anyway he's been ruling that country for 397 years or something like that i mean putin's been around since i was a little kid so um you know i i i don't know i I don't track the war stuff. If it happens, though, generally wars are good for our economy. Mm. They're not good for the world economy, but we spend so much money on our military war machine and our industrialized military complex that we have. It would do good for certain areas of the market. You would see the Dow Jones Industrial do very well because those companies make war stuff. That's what my opinion would be. Well, if you guys are... Trying to speculate on how all of the things going on in the world right now impact your financial future. Get out of your own head and hit us up at 844-447-1555. Text the word X-Ray. Connect with Ryan and his team. And make sure that your financial plan is sound. You know, Make sure that you're poking holes in it. Make sure that you're not getting overfeed. And if you're not having these kinds of conversations frequently, with your financial advisor or with your financial counsel, you know, that should tell you something. If you have a financial advisor and you're listening to our show, why have you not called? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, really? Like, why are we? You're clearly looking for some, some other insight. You, uh, if you're looking for a second opinion, you can get a free, unbiased one. Um, I will tell you the truth. Biggest thing I find is that it's just poor long term performance due to not, not, Super high quality allocation, cookie cutter portfolios. Yeah, super cookie cutter. Um, just, you know, something you would get at some of these big box broker dealers like you see on TV. Um, that's not what we do. We do not do that. We treat everybody's situation a little bit different. And I tend to under promise and I try to over deliver. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know why that's not the popular thing to do now. But that's what you should be looking for. You should be looking for somebody to set moderate, modest expectations and then supersede them. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, you know, as we wrap up today's show, Papa Pal had another, you know, public yeah. hearing this last week and yep. said the Fed's gonna keep interest rates near zero for now. 
you know, obviously inflation is... Now is now, though. March is still March. I was going to say, that could be very near. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think March is when it's What are happen. you seeing, hearing in terms of interest rates and... March, well, we'll have an interest rate hike. I would be fucking... I would it's going to happen in Q1. Blown away if it didn't. I would be, honestly, I'd be jaw-dropped shocked. I mean, what if he does... The 10 like year it, is at almost 1.9%. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has to happen, right? Yes, it has to happen. If you don't, you don't curb inflation... It will run away. You yeah. have to curb it. Yeah. I'm sorry, well, guys. And why hasn't he? Because people are extremely nervous of what that will do to the market because for some reason they think that interest rates weren't that level two years ago and they were. <laughs> right. I, ha- I don't know why. Banks are like, hell yeah. Let's go. Bank of America's like, raise the shit eight times. I mean, they make money. When interest rates go up, banks make a lot of money. So banks are like, we should have done this last year. Um, but it's interest rate hikes are a positive. It means the economy is healthy. So it's not a negative. It's just that areas that people were invested in because interest rates went down aren't good. Guess what? This already happened. When interest rates start to go down, people got out of the stuff where when interest rates are high, they do good. So this, it's called market cycles, folks. Welcome to the game. It just moves a lot faster in the stock market. Yep. Well, we'll keep you guys posted for... What's ahead? I'll let you, you know any- if uh, if you buy the, if you bought the dip every single time in the past 100 years, you'd be only up 344. <laughs> percent That was the dumbest metric on Bitcoin. You ever. heard it here <laughs> first, folks. With that being said, guys, we love and appreciate all of you, our Millionaire Mindcast fam. If you enjoy the show, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Leave us a five star review in iTunes or whatever platform you enjoy listening to this. Uh, this great content on. Mm. And with that being said, hit us up on Instagram, DM us, you know, shoot us an email, text 844-447-1555. If you're not on my syndication deals list, you're an accredited investor, you're looking for more investment opportunities, you can text the word deals to that same phone number, 844-447-1555. Don't forget to hit Ryan up for his free financial x-ray that him and his team do by texting the word x-ray. And with that being said, we'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your ax, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what They're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that X-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing, and to have 
a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you want to know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word mentor to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.